0: Here we go. We got another episode of the Matthew and Ezra Mando cast. Ooh. There we go. So we got uh, Mandalorian chapter 12 um the siege we're both playing it and watching it we've already watched it once we have a very special guest today we have chelaine paco hello did did i get that right or what are the corrections are you
1: Uh, she's chelaine it's spelled it's spelled so weird but chelaine's how it's pronounced
0: chelaine so uh i guess what do we say um A a couple that has the force together, stays together or something, you know, the the family that prays together, stays together, but it's not Mm pray it's the force. So I didn't, I couldn't think up a clever thing to say. Um, but anyway, so we're going to kick things off as we do. Anytime we have a guest on the Mando cast here, uh, Shalane, we're going to go ahead and ask you when was the first impression in your life that, uh, or when did Star Wars first make an impression on you? Um, in your life? And what are some of your earliest memories of uh, (laughs) Star Wars coming into your life?
2: I remember seeing ads for Star Wars movies and things like that growing up, but I I never really had like family, older brothers or friends or anybody who was interested in anything Star Wars related. Hmm. So I never saw any of the movies. Um, I don't think even the prequels until after those came out um, okay. until I was married the first time, not to this wonderful man over here. Okay. But the, first, yeah. the first go around, yeah. Um, he was a huge Star Wars fan, also. Okay. So I watched the original trilogy all in one sitting. Wow. Five and six. He just did that to kind of break me in and give me a general idea of yeah, yeah. what Star Wars is all about. And I've been hooked ever since.
0: Nice. Wow, that is, I've always wanted to do, you know what's the power sitting I've wanted to do through a uh, trilogy? But I think this is humanly impossible. I know I shouldn't say that, someone's done it. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Star Wars, but I would love to go back and just watch um, Lord of the Rings, from st- the oh uh, the God. movies from start to finish. So I don't know how many that is. That's what, four hours a piece. So I guess we're, we're talking oh. 16 hours. Okay.
1: Are you talking the, like if you're doing the original, like the, um, the extended editions, the one that yeah. was a minimum of two discs to watch.
0: Yes. Extended edition. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, so, wow. So you definitely earned your badge there watching them all through one day. And
2: um, timestamp on that. That's maybe 2005, 2006. I can't remember exactly what year. Okay. But yeah. That was pretty recently.
0: Well, that that's an interesting time because I would say that was, you know, um, a real lull in the star Wars stuff at that time. I mean, they were still, obviously they had all of us old, uh, I guess people who had the nostalgia for it, but I don't think they were really producing any new content. I'm sure they they
1: were were in the dust of the, um, they were what I call in the dust of, uh, the fact that the prequel trilogy had fallen flat.
0: Yes. Very flat.
1: Uh, It's fair to say it did. And then from that point, they pretty much were doing, um, relying on uh, stories from the games like Joe Gorman referred to yes. they were They were just throwing out so much literature. I think Marvel had got the rights back to the comics back then. Right. So there was a whole bunch of side things. They were really relying, And that's when they were also, I bet I think that's when Disney started the ball rolling. Probably it would have taken them that long to acquire it all.
0: Yeah probably and i mean in the from the time of 2008 through 2018 um obviously there was just a flurry of just cartoon or animated series and then obviously we jump into the movies and the, all the different the kind of the the reboots um of the cinema so yeah okay okay so that's a good timeline so that's still a chunk you still have been i guess what you would call um pretty significant fan for a while then um, so, so let's get into it, guys.
2: time.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's let's get into the Mandalorian chapter tw- was it twelve? What are we on? God, we're already in the fourth episode of this season. Um I'm gonna come right out and say it this is not the best way to start dialogue um because it's a little bit too uh finite in my statement, but I think this has been my favorite episode this season so far. The other ones it's kind of like, oh, well, here and there, whatever. But this one I really like. It felt like there's some nostalgia in going into uh um empire defended base that always brings me back to a new hope when they went in the Death Star, you know, the first time we hear about the Death Star. Like obviously this wasn't the Death Star, but it was a fairly well-defended base that needed to be taken down. And so anytime I come across these storylines of taking down. Um, a, a a stronghold then it's kind of like oh here we go this is this is my memories of star wars right so i really enjoyed this one how what do you guys feel about this one
1: your sir well <laughs> um yeah i like the the infiltration aspect of it it just had it did it had that feel i mean for starters <laughs> w- wasting loads of stormtroopers just yeah. plowing them over and Right off the bat, you know, one of thing, the things that crosses my mind is the way that he's such a—he's cold blooded. It really shows how cold blooded he is. He's able to go in there and with—I don't—I shouldn't say skeleton crew because Cara Dune's also a badass. They're all so much more skilled than the people that are in. Than Luke, Leia, and, and not yeah. to take away from Han, but these guys are just—they're very seasoned.
0: It's what they really do, day in and day out. With yeah. very
2: little training, the Luke and Leia yeah. characters, like when they first had their their interactions with the infiltrating bases yeah. and things like that, they they didn't really have a lot backing them. They were just kind of
0: no. They got—they ended up in a trash shoot. Yeah. <laughs> It's
2: not a very good outcome, I don't
0: think. No, with some kind of a trash lizard trying to eat him up. And then the whole
1: time for this one, we're sitting here just, we're knowing that something has to happen because, like we mentioned, it being halfway through the season, and only one of the things has happened that we remotely even saw. It's just been the huge teaser of a season. I mean, we wanted everyone's Boba Fett, Boba Fett. We see the armor not on him. And it ends up being Boba Fett's just, uh, uh, I don't want to say a shell, but he's not what we think he is. We're hoping on Sabine Wren. She, she doesn't show her face. It's just, it, it doesn't show up at all. It's other, it's, it's Bo-Katan and the Mandalorians themselves. Right. You go into this, uh, y- uh, Baby Yoda has yet to exhibit. He finally uses the force oh, here. And I was
0: thinking of you when he did that. I go, oh no. As I go, oh, this is against what we were, Hi, you know our hypothesis was it yeah. has to be something big but it was for a couple of uh what, what do they call those uh Macarons, macaroons yes
2: face macarons.
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> um yeah no i love the opening scene with yoda i think that was so hilarious him trying to do the cabling in the um i always forget the name of the spaceship uh his uh Ra- razor crest razor crest yeah he's uh He's trying to put together the razor crest from a little tube and it's adorable. And of course he ends up shocking himself and burning things. But then they came to the thing where they use the force and I go, Oh, that was weak. <laughs> but what do you do? He's <laughs> technically a baby, even though he's 50 years old. Right.
1: Well, he still is, you know, like, like at the end, a uh, spoiler alert at the end yeah. when he spits up. Yeah. When he's doing the turns, uh, uh all these things where, uh some of our research we we notice people are appreciating that we're getting to watch him grow up
0: yeah
1: he, he he's become uh, i like i don't know if we can have a kid so he's like the child we uh we always wanted that nice. we probably baby. yeah <laughs> i love what i love that we have right here because the thing is when things happen to him hmm. i like this is how we sit when we watch it like you're you're seeing now how we are when we do our geek out parties okay anytime something happens zoom him I turn and I look to her and I'm like waiting for a tear to drop. Like if he go like when he got pushed into the water at the be in episode three, I look and I'm like, she's ready to like have a heart attack. We're ready to call the hospital just yeah, yeah. because
0: she's ready to lose it. I mean, this is,
2: yeah, I was not happy, not happy at all.
0: Okay. So uh, usually um, at some point in the podcast, we do ask the guest's opinion on baby Yoda. So it's pretty self-evident uh that you are pro baby yoda and then let's talk about um the baby yoda stuff i guess gear that you have because you know I, i'm a fo- i follow you on social media and i see all that and i hit a like every time i see baby yoda somewhere in your social feed well, thank you. have you turned into a collector would you consider yourself a collector at this point
2: i believe so i believe yeah. i've turned into a um a a curator of some kind i I have a a definite appreciation for him i fell in love chapter one like i've been hooked and i was so upset when the first season ended and we have to wait a whole more year for i don't know uh, what they're gonna you know do obviously they're going to continue producing merchandise and he's not going anywhere so i didn't worry too much about that i knew season two was a a big teaser we were going to we're gonna hold out to see what he does next. And, you know, if they make him talk or whatever they do, it's, we're all just kind of like, what's he gonna do, what's he gonna do? And just waiting with bated breath. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm infatuated. I can't put it any better way than that.
0: Yeah, he's great. So far, I haven't met a critic of Baby Yoda. I've read on, just, we talked about on the first episode, how it's kind of um, one of those things where he's uh, very meme friendly every screenshot you grab of them, you can think of 10 different themes. Oh, yeah. So you should I, see
2: the photo gallery on my phone.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it makes sense that people kind of were hating on him early on. But I think overall, it's just, it's a fantastic um, part of the story. I think just the twist and turn. You brought up talking. That's an interesting thought. What do you guys think his first word is going to be? Yeah, do you th- okay? Well, actually, this is a two part question. Do you think he's going to talk um, in the development of Mandalorian, or and if so, what do you think his first words will be?
2: You have a take on that, or you, have damn, it?
1: man, that's such a good question that I had never even crossed my mind at all. Because I, I would, I would think, okay, so now that you brought that to our attention something that involves what well, i'm here for him acknowledging mando is his father yeah something close uh, to it sick. if he has learned the term mando because yeah. we talked about this last Can night share
2: a brain i was thinking that too i was like it's either gonna be mando or dada something yeah
1: like, dada. Or or something and we are gonna they, they we talked about this with the Joe Gorman one, how far can they go before they actually decide that we're not going to be able to keep having him him around. I said, there's going to be a point and it's going to crush our souls when he finally has to separate from what we call, Yiddo, the child <laughs> she's there's going to be a separation when maybe he finally gets to the end goal and you're going to feel this, that may be where Mando takes his helmet off and decides that his he's done. He doesn't want to be one because he did his ultimate task and we're going to be crushed when we finally see him.
2: The prospect of that clan of two having to separate for good. Yeah. It's going to, I don't even want to think about it. And I'm getting teared up just thinking about it, but well, I don't think they're going to have him talking this season. I think they're going to make us wait.
0: Do Do either of you know much about the bond? Well, okay. So this is, this is actually tricky because he's referred to him as a foundling. And we know that at least in the cult that of Mandalorian that he's in foundlings more or less are trained as a Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Um, So he referred to him as a foundling. I wonder, so does that possibly mean that he has to be in baby Yoda's life? Um, indefinitely, yeah. or what do you think? Or I does don't it know
2: how much authority the armorer has, but that's pretty much what one of the last things that she said to him was that his task would be to, uh, look after the child. And I was, that was his responsibility yeah. until he found his people or found his home planet and was able to put place him where he belongs more or less. So at least it's one of those. Well, you're you're his guardian until you can pass him off onto someone else. She treats him like how
1: Mando got treated,
2: pretty yeah. Much
1: like hey, you got raised though you weren't one of us. We made you That's... one of us until you were. You just never got a home because yours was taken.
0: Yes. And
1: it's it's obvious that baby Yoda has a home. Yeah. And they, or and they assuming just he does. yeah. I mean, they know he's force sensitive. They, yeah. There's just. There, they have just enough of a hint, yeah, to know that. Well, he's got to go summer because it's not with you. Well, I mean, he's he essentially stole him,
0: yeah. He Rescued him. Well, he was a he. He was a um, bounty. I mean, plain and simple, he was a bounty, and at some point, he switched from uh, like we talked about this amoral character where it's just get the job done to. S- okay, now I'm going to be taking a moral stand because I don't feel comfortable with this empire um, scientist poking and prodding this little green thing. And then I guess at that point, he officially became a foundling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and so he I guess- code
2: if- doing that in the first place. So who knows what other rules or regulations of the Mandalores they're going to have him kind of bend or twist to kind right. of keep the story flowing.
0: Right. And I, I'm i so happy that I'm actually um, working my way through the uh, Clone Wars animated series while I'm watching Mandalorian because I just literally watched in season three, I watched some stuff on uh, Mandalore and where the intrigue is kind of starting because the Trade Republic is doing some sneaky stuff with them, they haven't yet fallen. So that, um, that story that Bo Katan brought up in last week's episode about the fall of Mandalorian or of Mandalore, I'm like, oh, I might be able to. I don't know if that's in Clone Wars, but at least I feel it's being pieced together for me. You know, it's in Rebels. Is uh, uh, Rebels? Yes, I watched Rebels. But I think yeah. rebels, it's already fallen. Mandalore's already fallen. But. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're kind of picking up the pieces of it. Yes. You really see her. Um, you see Bo-Katan's importance and yes. how it means so much to her. Because the whole thing rebels, it's it's like a running it's like a parallel story of rebels is a story of people trying to recover. It's yeah. all about recovery and getting to the next step. And you see that that's what ba- that's what bonds Sabine, Sabine Ren yes. with with everyone is like, hey, you, you're trying to pick up the pieces. So am I. And we're trying to pick up the pieces because people I care about are trying to pick up the pieces. And in Clone Wars, you see them fall as it sets it up for um a new hope. they're constantly building towards a new hope meaning more than just luke skywalker it's this whole peeling back the curtain like do you realize what happened back then let us show you
0: yep yep so definitely good stuff um i i I wanted to ask you so one of the things that i really liked about this episode was oh man the speeder bike chase in this episode was so (laughs) epic um when I was a kid, it was always my dream. Like I would, I remember when I would be bored or something, you know, like if you're forced to go somewhere or hang out like at a parent's friend's house or church, I always, my imagination was always going when I was, you know, sitting at church. I wanted to try a speeder bike so bad. Would you guys ride speeder bikes if they uh, unveiled them tomorrow? Like uh, if Elon Musk says, hey, guess what? Forget about uh, Tesla's, I'm into speeder bikes. Would you guys go for it or no?
2: I would. I've never actually been on a motorcycle, and I don't know how similar
0: yeah. a motorcycle
2: it would be to a speeder bike, aside from the fact that it's hovering above the ground and not touching it. Um, I don't know. I think I'd do it.
0: I, I went through my motorcycle phase, so I rode I rode dirt bikes and motorcycles, and I. it's probably one of the funnest things you could do, but I think I'm past the speeder bike phase. I think I would take a pass on a speeder bike. I don't know. You know what I would do on a speeder bike? On a closed track. I would do like one loop at a very moderate speed and say, okay, I can die happy. The 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 dream I had since I was in like second or when did I see it? Probably third or fourth grade. It's been fulfilled, um, but these things are dangerous.
2: Yeah, depends completely on the conditions, the terrain. There you go. Is anyone chasing you? Are you trying to get away from someone? Are they trying, are they shooting? Do you hear a pew, pew, pew,
0: Yeah. Then you get a little crazy, I guess,
2: you know, those, those things factor in very heavily.
0: Yeah. I could
1: see them actually developing a magnetic track and get at least making them be able to float and they wouldn't travel to the speeds that they do here. Right. But you'd at least get. A floating station. Yeah.
2: They could do like virtual screens on either side of the track too, to make it look like you're going a lot faster than you are.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah it's a, it's a brain trick, right? Just like the roller coasters where it's just a video, but your the seats are going like this. And so you kind of feel yes. like you're on that roller coaster. Yeah, that would, that'd be sick. Um, so what are your, what are some of your favorite scenes from this one guys?
2: As much as I hate seeing him get hurt, that scene where he's in that little exhaust, like little, uh, um, what do they call it? A
1: the exhaust port the exhaust yeah.
2: port with all the plugs <laughs> yeah i was watching this and i told him i, I know i'm not going to be the only person who makes this connection but i'm watching him holding the wires and mando trying to explain to him what plugs in where you know take that one put that one where the other one was supposed to be and i'm thinking <laughs> i am grouped <laughs> like, he's oh. having this, like this button or that button which one do i not push to kill everybody and I was thinking it's it's not gonna go well, but let's see where they where they take this. And it, yeah, I don't like seeing him electrocuted. But you know, he did a cute little sneeze afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah. hey, daddy. It's he like, oh, my baby. He does so many cute things. I'm like, I can't stand it. I I didn't. <laughs> that's probably my favorite.
0: I didn't put it together, but you're right. That was very similar to Guardians of Galaxy. Um, I watched a couple a other guy.
2: reviews, and some other people made that.
0: Yeah. Connection to it. Like, that
2: reminds me of baby Groot, and i'm like i don't know how much um did favreau have anything to do with gardens of the galaxy i don't know if he directed that too because it might have been a nod
0: director
1: <laughs> you know it's Very like cheeky if it was yeah it's some it's uh it's funny she said that yeah uh, because it how you mentioned uh the writing being cheeky back when you did the one with joe gorman and um I think one thing that Disney is doing, this is like some kind of conspiracy uh, theory type. Give it to f- me. Talk I'm going to go into, but because they own everything, yeah. they, they know that people who like Star Wars might yeah. not like Marvel, people right. who like Marvel and vice versa. And furthermore may not like actual Disney stories, Pixar, all the stuff they own. So there's. They probably have this thought that either a. We're gonna get them to like this. We're gonna get them to like something right. we've done, the, the, the tale of redemption or the tale of a, something cute or, yeah, whatever it is there, whatever storyline. And then if we do like all of it, they're gonna go, hey, these guys eat this stuff up. They're gonna eat up, eat it up in every flavor we put it in we're going to put it in star Wars flavor and they're going to eat it. We're going to put it in Marvel flavor of just how they execute a story. And we see things that are so like touching on rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um. We see people online all the time, make fun of it. And when she goes like, and I am a Skywalker, I am a Jedi, whatever the hell she says, she goes, I am Iron Man. Like (laughs) it's, it's the same you can almost put the put movies next to each other. Here's how they did it in Marvel and Star Wars. Here's how just this is what Disney does to all of it. And I think Mandalorian it, even though how badass it is, they're still going to get away with doing that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So I did, I just did a quick check. So that's it. Very interesting that you brought that talk about. I want to expand on that a little bit, but quickly, let me just go back. I think James Gunn actually did both. Okay. Guardi- oh no. Cause he, he had a controversial tweet, right? He he's a, he's a victim of a cancel something.
1: Yeah. Like- he's part of cancel culture. And he came, uh, I feel like Kathleen Kennedy is this, is the binding, uh, person between it all.
0: Could be. Um, that could be, but so your, your thought on the conspiracy, what, what I call, um, use use the word formula. Um, I call it algorithm. So I agree with you because I feel that there is, um, in pop culture now, and let's apply pop culture to a very big swath. Um, we'll call it movies. We'll call it, um, um, like entertainment, like, you know, the series, um, we'll call it music too, um, mm-hmm. or pop culture and we'll call it fashion. Right. So there is a through line in every genre of kind of a way of doing things. And I think Ezra, we touched on this uh, when we had our non-Mando cast, when we were talking about the music industry and, and writing and producing, but, um, I agree with, the way you say dialogue is delivered being similar throughout multiple movies. And I've been noticing that more and more. And I've also been noticing that most movies that are blockbuster movies now. Um, actually, I can't say that. I can't say that. I was going to say, rely a lot less on um, character depth and a lot more on situation and um, um, like scenario, situation and scenario. But you can I, say that, that's fair. You think so? Okay, because what I was gonna say is, for some reason, and I, and I try to compare, I try to be a non-biased student of um, storytelling in Hollywood movies from when I was younger till now. And I always feel like for some reason, movies of the eighties, I always felt deep, more deeply connected through the, to the character than the scenario or situation. And I was trying to understand, is this because I was young when a lot of these things made impression and somehow I just bonded with the original Luke Skywalker. And I bonded with not just, you know, Han Solo, but also, um, you know, he had Indiana Jones. Like, I feel like these movies were more about a person and then the situation and scenarios were like revolving around that person. And so, um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is I definitely feel the formula, especially with Disney stuff from Marvel um, to uh, Disney, or no, sorry, to star Wars. It does feel um, like they're applying some kind of equation to us. And there's not originality. That's what I'm trying to get at is I love the Marvel franchise, but sometimes I just feel like I'm watching the same thing over and over again.
1: You are, yeah. Like, and that's that's the thing is is uh, there's this uh, I forgot what we watch. Cinema sins and uh, yeah. we watch all these screen junkies, all these people that make make fun of how things are done and uh, uh everything yeah. wrong. Oh. Oh, 24 different things. 24 things that are the same. There's this guy oh. that does a video. Yeah, and he'll split the screen, and he'll show you something being done four different ways, but same way. Like, you'll yeah. see. Yeah. He's all, here's here's someone fighting a villain with the same power, and he's got Ant-Man, Black Panther. He's got Iron Man, and he's yeah. got a Cap. Yeah, and he does it in these videos. He's all, same as he did over here, and then the way, they're so well edited, and I have 24 Ways, I think, is what the guy calls the video.
0: So ultimately, what he's proven through his editing is he's proven that the situation is reigning over the character. Because you could take any character and pop it into that situation, and the situation becomes the focal point. Whereas I think storytelling used to be – the situation was important, but I used to – I think it used to always be character centric.
1: She's your eighty. I'm glad you have her here because she's the '80s movie girl. So okay. I'm gonna let her elaborate. I think yeah. I know where she's gonna go with this. Let's see if we share one brain. I'm gonna volley it over to boom. It, here we go. Where she goes with '80s. 80s I don't pictures. necessarily
2: have a take on it, but I do. I do see where you're headed with it. That they do rely a lot more on the situational. Aspect yeah. of things, and they do the character development. And yeah. I don't know if it's just people's expectations over the years have changed, or they they get bored, or what, uh, antsy, or you know they yeah. the, they lose focus on what's going on unless there's a certain aspect of familiarity or um, pattern. Yeah, and you said they apply some kind of a formula to it. They kind of have to.
1: So we're gonna. I'm gonna have fun with you now, since I do have the wife here. This is my favorite. So. Because we have different tastes. We have the same taste in sci-fi. But okay. she loves 80s movies. Okay. And like the other day, what was it you were watching? Um, God damn it. Um, the, the one with um, one of the Cusack movies. Um, the one where he basically goes skiing and all that crap. Oh, I Cut want off $2. $2.
0: Yeah.
1: $2. So she's watching that. or rewatch that like a couple of months back. And I go...
0: Something about yeah. summer. There's summer in it.
1: Yeah, so yeah, there's
2: she, another one called. Um, uh, oh shit! Pardon my French, um,
0: dude. That's one of the best ones. movies. Oh, what is that? But, but, so she's talking about uh, one, but, crazy w- one, crazy yeah, one crazy summer.
1: One crazy, yeah, one crazy summer. So she, more. yeah. So she goes into these watching them, and she can tell that I'm just like not feeling it. Or um, what's uh. the one about the t- oh, Teen Witch? Mm-hmm. Okay, all these little movies where. She loves them, and I'm totally – I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but all of these movies go over my head, and I grew up in the 80s. I'm only two years younger than her, but I have mad ADD, so I am the exact stereotype of, hey, do you want to know who you're making movies for? People like this guy that can't stay off his – phone or he needs constant stimuli right. and you don't get that out of an 80s movie like an 80s movie or even like a Kubrick film yeah. like i think they're boring like they'll just do one shot and they'll just like i have to have my dose like i'm like what now what now <laughs> now what and that's how th- that's how things are made now like i love you talked about pacing last week with Joe Gorman and i <laughs> fall for pacing like i'm like what's god that?
2: what's that um Jason Statham movie Crank the one where he's going to die if he doesn't get a jolt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so remember often. that one. That's this guy watching a movie. Like, he, I lose him completely. His focus is gone if he's not invested in, like, either an actor that's in something or huh. if it's not, like, funny or depending on what he thinks is funny. Because sometimes our opinion on funny is a little different. but yeah. Like, I couldn't get him to sit all the way through coming to America, and that's one of my favorite 80s movies. He was fast-forwarding through it because I fell asleep, (laughs) but I've seen it so many times that I was playing it for him, really. yeah. And then I wake up, and I'm like, how did you get that far in the movie already? And he had fast-forwarded through it.
0: Because the scenes weren't making you laugh.
1: Well, it's slow. Like, like, I could not wait for Daredevil. Like, we talked about how many episodes, like you said with Mandalorian, touching back on... It being eight episodes and like cool because you can fit a lot in there um daredevil all the netflix stuff i think netflix started ruining streaming because why 13 episodes when you can tell it in nine you can tell oh, it yeah. in eight and they don't mandalorian's telling it in eight and you're <laughs> like like they can jam pack them yeah and it's not looking too jam packed like as I like when I started episode, that's why I like starting the episode yeah. while I'm talking to you, while you've got it going too, is they're like, Holy crap. All that just happened while we were talking. Like he was just eating cookies 20 minutes ago and now they're running from TIE fighters. Yep. I'm like, he'd given it to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, real quick on the eighties thing. I good luck with, good luck with trying to make it through breakfast club breakfast club to me is one of the best movies of all time that's one too of my favorites but it's you should like
1: watch it tonight
0: well no it's so it's so, so he's literally in
1: general like you
0: know what it literally ezra it is a movie about was it five kids five kids five. in a library for a whole day that's it but for someone in the 80s you're like i felt so attached to all those characters <laughs> um in breakfast club that uh yeah. It really stuck, but I'm getting, I'm, I guess I'm getting off course. I, um, so I know a guy who is, uh, over at Netflix and he's a pretty, um, he's a pretty like influential guy. And I asked him this question directly. I said, you guys are using, cause I, I gave up on Netflix. I think they had great content. They have great content. I just didn't want to be subscribed to like, you know, dozens of services. So I've just picked, um, Disney. And of course we have prime. And then also, um, I picked HBO, but which is now HBO max, which I think is a good pick. Um, and then everything else I just canceled. Cause there's too much, but I go a lot of these, I can't put my finger on it, but it feels like I'm watching the same story. And then I said, um, are you guys, is there some kind of algorithm that you guys check where people stay tuned in more on certain like storylines or cuz see Netflix is like Netflix is not just a uh, distribution and production like these guys are doing all kinds of crazy shit as is YouTube YouTube's another one I actually they all are everyone's trying to figure out how to keep us on um eyes glued for longer periods of time um and he said he was like no 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 we don't do it that way this is all independently sourced produced type content. And I guarantee you, he said, they're not talking to each other about their scripts. So I go, Oh, okay. But, um, (laughs) it, yeah, it does feel like that way. If, if big, uh, distribution like Disney and Netflix and HBO, if they aren't actively trying to crack the code for how to get people to keep watching, I'm sure screenwriters are. And oh, can I, so about the writing, you know, I want to touch on the cheeky thing. There was one thing that was said in here that I really appreciated the writers threw in there because when, I forget the name of the guy, the blue guy with the gills. Mithril. Mithril, yeah. When he first um, walked over and he was like, so like, whoa, I I thought in my head, I was like, I guess the empire has like no OSHA standards whatsoever. Because if you think back through every, um, movie and series that they have ever done. Like there's always these huge drop-offs in everything they design in everything they build. Like, why are there? No so many, yeah. <laughs> chasms needed. Um, and then when he was walking around, he goes, there's no safety railing. I was like, Oh, that's a good line. I like that one.
1: It's funny that they point out. Cause we, we literally sat in but for 10 minutes and looked at memes of them joking about it. Yeah and the fa- it's very meta isn't
2: it like a little cartoon strip thing meta you know? there you go exactly yeah <laughs> for
1: them to po- for them to point out something that you go ah we've been talking about that for like in season they've used mithril i think horatio sands is the one behind it about i gotta go to the bathroom we've been watching star wars for three decades almost four no one has touched on do they go to the bathroom
2: Best comic relief in this like when he was just (laughs) i got very reminiscent of the the stormtrooper bumping his head on the doorway coming through when they were all running him just running around aiming a blaster, just willy nilly and, you know, bumbly and just like, Oh, where are we going? Just lost. And yeah, it's very, it's, it's not necessarily that you need that comic relief, but it kind of cuts the tension a little bit.
0: I think it's, I think it's, I, that comic relief is actually really good. Um, I think it was for some reason that last trilogy of, uh, seven, eight, nine, the one-liners, were just really bad. But I felt that way about the most recent Thor, uh, Rag- Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> every movie, yeah, Thor is so cool, so badass, and he has some funny things here and there, but they turned him into a goddamn slapstick comedian in uh, R- Ragnarok. And I go, this this writing, get out of here with this writing. I thought the movie was great uh, with all, everything else going on, but the writing just felt like when did thor turn into a stand-up comic i i don't know
2: the only comic relief they even needed in that movie was jeff goldblum he's enough yeah the whole movie through without them having anyone else true try to be funny
0: true
1: yeah and this was how the about disney forcing things and they try to carry it into endgame and i'm like look like back off it like we get it and you're you're you expressed about seven eight nine like You guys can let up a little bit off it. We promise we'll watch it. I promise.
0: (laughs) You don't have to. Yeah, exactly.
2: We're not not going anywhere. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah. Oh man, that is so true. So I don't know what do you. I don't know how the this most recent episode serves the through line. Meaning, I don't know necessarily how this one served other than the repair of his ship how it serves. I uh, no, there was a lot of stuff here, but I guess where I'm trying to um, get at is where do you think we go from here? Um, I have no, at this point, I'm kind of just a little lost. I think you can't weave any of these stories back together nicely in my eyes. Um, so I don't, I don't know how we're working our, moving the ball forward to get Yoda to find his family or another force sensitive person. What do you, do you guys have any theories? I'm I'm, This one, I love this episode, but I got nothing. I don't know where to go from here.
2: Well, as far as his story and Mando's story kind of continuing, I don't think it really progressed that storyline as much as it did kind of try to connect to future timeline, like with all the cloning stuff. Yeah. Show you those tanks, what looks like, you know, Emperor Snoke just kind of chilling and floating in like a little lab experiment um and then that little little what is it a little holograph thing of the doctor pershing the little guy from yep. the camino cloning institute place his little note and his little message to um to Oh Mosley that's and, true. Uh, ah there were little things here further there. on past yeah. the mandalorian depending on how far they'd plan on taking the mandalorian story.
0: Right.
1: Many seasons uh, yeah, ago. and I kind of feel like they're starting to try to tell us uh <laughs> we want you to know as the viewer we're starting to reach that point of no return of okay like it's got to get it's got to pick up you know um moth gideon's planning the big 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 like right at the end there when they tease that the death the dark troopers and yeah oh man like i the um the, the the preparation knowing that he the tracking device. I don't know why it just really ate away at me that they did that because from to the to be it, you can they foreshadow. I'm so good at knowing they're foreshadowed that. Like they show the guy that they show him just for two seconds too long when he goes in for the repair. Yeah. yeah like, oh, he planted that crap on well, the he ship. Looks suspect. <laughs> yeah, he's on he's on some shady. This is some <laughs> sus, as my friends, my son's friends say, this is some sus, some shady. And there's no point ret- of return after this. I mean, you, they've taken Gina Carano into, hey, we want something out of you. I don't know if there's a use for grief cargo again, like all these things where th- this is, I'm going to call it the point of no return. That's why they looped around one more. The only thing that you're going to see again after this is, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I think at the end of the season you're going to have to see Cobb Vanth again because you're going to have to see Boba Fett. They only have four more episodes to bring all of that back in.
0: There's a lot of hanging, um, lines, I guess. There's a lot of things that need to be tied up before the end. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know where next week's episode is going to go. Um, hold on. I, you know what my, my, the series just ran out on me here. I, I was mine through-
1: did too. Like that's what's uh. Hold it's on, they got to shorter episodes each time. Yeah. Only the season one was like fifty minutes. After that, they've been like thirty-eight minutes, forty minutes.
0: Yeah, what what in the heck was the last scene on this one? I'm forgetting already. It was People- uh the
2: scene on the Moff, Gideon. Moff Gideon's ship showing the the room with all the the immobilized dark troopers as how they.
0: That's. We, right. I watched a
2: video and it said, um, if you turn the uh, hearing impaired or like the, they have like a, a hearing impaired or like for, well, I don't know how much that would help if you're hearing impaired, but they actually speak the um, captions on a certain version, either through Disney plus or depending on what um, format you watched it on, Yeah, where it actually would speak the captions. And it said something about Moff Gideon standing in the room, blah, blah, blah um looking at the uh the row of um immobilized dark troopers Uh, and i'm like oh okay so that pretty basically tells you that's what those are even if we had to kind of sleuth a little bit to find out
0: (laughs) i I just turned on the yeah i turned back on the subtitles i'm seeing what it says here yeah okay
1: It's him literally looking at like a row of them just menacingly.
0: And you will be rewarded in the new era. So this is building up to seven, eight and nine.
2: Yeah.
0: Or something like that. Nice. Cool. Good stuff. So what other, I don't know, what do you guys, what else do you guys want to cover on this episode? (laughs) Thoughts?
1: I I cannot go through episode four without saying uh I, I i want a reaction you know i'm gonna do something very meta here i'm gonna record your live reaction right now on my phone for those of you just tuning in by the way i want to take a moment to thank you guys that have watched we've hit over 100 views on each of these we're at over 200 on some of them yeah um, you guys that are watching have been awesome i'm looking forward to the giveaway um yep i'm gonna i'm gonna do two things um give me like
0: less than 10 seconds sure no problem.
1: Okay, since we're having fun, first thing I want to show Matthew McCarron is uh for the giveaway one of the prizes got here, and I'm excited to share this with you. Um, this is the Beskar Armored oh, Mandalorian figure. There we go. So this is one of the prizes for the giveaway. Um, now if you're like, oh, it's just a figure, go try to buy one online right now. Um, good luck that, like you're not going to be able to find one, or if you are, you're going to get booked on it or you can get a chance for free to win one.
0: Guys, this is the biggest giveaway on YouTube right now. I have no, uh, qualms about saying biggest giveaway on YouTube. This is the best car coded Mando, uh, action figure in box, no tampered. You, You can't find these anywhere. Target. Good luck. I guarantee you they don't have them at target. This is, I've never a- seen
1: them in store.
0: No, this is, this is almost, I want to say this is a Mando cast exclusive right here.
1: It is. it is. No one else is giving these
0: away. Yeah. You
1: only get a chance listening to the Mando cast and shouts and, and we're going to reveal more prizes too. we got some more on the way. Um,
0: so and, and again, all you got to do is either sub to my channel. Am I making sense? sub to Ezra Paco. Uh, and it's just that easy. Do you actually, do you have a page that you, uh, would like to, or is it all Ezra Paco? Both of you guys are under Ezra Paco, right?
1: We're, we're under, but you know, um, what I'll do is, um, before we leave here, I'll, I'll ask, I'll, she'll think of a way that um, if you have a way to contact both of us somehow yeah. and let her know that you've, uh, she also does, uh, she, we're doing unboxing videos on my channel and she does those with, with me and, um, we're working, we're working on something big that, um, you know, if, if you guys can help us all out with that, um uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll touch on that before it, while, while I'm showing him his other thing you think of that, but also, um, <laughs> uh, Joe Gorman, that was a big one. If, if you've already sub- subscribed to loud boys, um, yeah. Sub, Joe Gorman will get back to us, um, yep. and we're going to have more chances to enter as we go through the MandoCast phase yes. after we do five, six, seven. But the other thing I wanted to touch on, um, Matthew, my good man, go to go to eighteen minutes and fifty four, <laughs> eight minutes and fifty three <laughs> seconds into this episode. Go yep. to your time code. All right,
0: minutes. I am. Hold on. Whoops. What's happening?
1: Okay. 850.
0: Uh, I'm, okay. I'm at 846. 47.
1: Yeah. So right at 1853. I want you to pause this. Paused. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, I'm gonna pause it too. Oh crap. Um, so go to it now. You're gonna see a scene where they're entering a uh tunnel. Um what ma- ma- this Mando, and, Mando and company are going into a tunnel, actually. Right at 1853.
0: Oh, 18. I'm sorry. 18. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Let me uh,
1: film you doing this too here. F- keep, keep filming him. And uh, <laughs> I-, I just want to see your reaction. I never get to film reactions. So I'm sorry if I'm going off on no, a tangent, no, good. but this is Two, the funniest three. thing. Destroy it. Okay. 1853. you right after destroy it. Go really slow um now watch right after the laser blast leaves uh grief karga's gun
0: hold on i missed it already okay right
1: after he says
0: destroy it 40 48 49
1: yes yes right when the word destroy it's on the scene before the blast look to your left of uh our boy apollo
0: creed oh no what do you see a laser didn't come out of his gun no not that um
1: oh i should take a picture and send it to you right at 1854 oh no there's an arm oh no there's an arm and there's a guy in jeans oh no (laughs) yes there's a full arm oh no how did you find that we watched. this is a shout out to another channel and they owe us a shout out i'm gonna reach out this will get us views um i want to reach out to star wars theory he runs a live watch party so while we watch when we're here like (laughs) how you see us in the room when we're watching we sit here and we go um our 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 phones are running on youtube and they do a live stream or people comment and someone goes hey star wars theory um Check out 1854, and he goes, "What? There's a dude in <laughs> jeans and a probably a Seiko wristwatch, yeah. a Timex,
0: and it's a total polo shirt too. You can tell the short sleeve polo shirt.
1: Yeah, it's so obviously there, and it's uh, Shillane just sent you a pic of a meme. Although I that, sent it to you. Oh, she sent. Oh, I'm gonna send this to you right now too. She sent me a a, a meme.
2: I found this either today or yesterday, and I laughed. At my- <laughs>
1: yeah like I, mean I, I never i never have you just check your phone when i'm doing stuff with you but somebody already made a really funny ass like this is gonna be a great running gag for about 10 ah. days <laughs> jeans guy oh no i, I want it. i want that toy if we can find that toy i want it i'll they pay uh, to make it happen i'll pay like 50 bucks for that figure right now like oh. if has,
0: i don't even care and they, and they have such a good shot in this packaging, too. Retro collection, <laughs> collection series jeans guy. I love it.
2: In my opinion, that is just as epic as the Starbucks cup showing up on Game of Thrones. Like, that, there's Ooh, no way. Do
0: there's, tell. There's, I haven't <laughs> seen I that yet.
2: Him. Oh, God. <laughs> there's a scene with uh, Daenerys sitting okay. at a table, like at an inn or something, and um, she's looking up and talking to someone else in the in the shot, and right in front of her on the table is a Starbucks coffee cup, um, just like the little disposable ones. Just like very obvious, very obvious. Yeah. And I, if I was a big
0: fan of Game of, of Thrones, or not a big fan. I watched every episode religiously. um My wife was a bigger fan. I I could not take the heart like season after <laughs> season, just the heartbreak and the letdown of Game of Thrones. But I kept watching it. And I, what I tell everyone is, I say. It was a great series. I loved all the characters, but if you haven't watched it, just don't watch it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's so heartbreaking. I you can't when when I after red wedding, I looked over at my wife and I said, "Why are we watching this show?" <laughs> and she goes, "Well, we can't stop now." And and yeah. then I go, "You're right." <laughs> we're so deep after food. at the red wedding you have to find out what goes like i once that happened i was like i'm so disgusted but at the same time token now i have to you know what i man i should have put that as my background maybe i'll put the jeans guy in the uh as my <laughs> background for next week's uh man dude past. It's, it's
1: so hilarious, hilarious. It's like so it's like, fantastic all this this chock full episode with so many things we're like what's gonna happen i'm like but what about jeans guy? And it's, it's just, I, I'm so stoked on it. Like, I never get to find out about these things until way later. And yeah. even she said, you know, why? Why isn't he at least in a uniform or so that yeah. he doesn't
2: look quite as conspicuous if he's sticking out in one of the backgrounds like he could be wearing. They can't put him in one of those little. You know the guy running the the computer board, the ones that are destroying all the files when they walk in. Like they yeah. can't put him in one of those uniforms. No. he's gonna be chilling in the background. Like, come on, man. Well, he had this, to have known he was sticking out.
0: This well, the, I don't know how this gets past the editing process because I think these things are examined frame by frame for exactly. Not Noticed
2: this when we watched it at all. Like it, it goes by so fast. I don't know how someone saw this to point it out to everyone else.
0: Well, like, so. How, I don't know. So you, you mentioned me. 1853, but in actuality you really only see it between 20, 30, Okay. Let's see here.
1: Like, anyone, like 1854, listening, yeah.
0: anyone, anyone listening right now, I'll tell you exactly the For first like moment. You can see it. And it's, <laughs> it's a fraction of a moment. I mean, it's like, okay. So 20, so starting at 2024 and to, uh, 20, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm messing up. I'm looking at the wrong counter. So starting at 1853, you start to see it. 1854, it's in clear view. And actually, it's gone within a few ticks yeah. of 1854.
2: It's within a blink it- and you will miss it moment. Yep. I don't know who it was that so some eagle eye that noticed that in the first place.
1: Yeah. Whoever I found it, I, I want to buy you dinner. Get a hold of Ezra Paco out in Santa Maria, California. I'm buy you dinner. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> this, this is dope. And I, it had to have been another editor of someone who edits for like a a living, right? Because they probably were just like, wait, something's fishy here.
1: The people that spot these things, like I I never have, like my attention span is, and I never watch, I've never watched anything in my life long enough to find yeah. any. And there's a lot of continuity errors and like Marvel stuff. You can see like where Spider-Man's mask is damaged, all this stuff. But this that was like a blip. That's yeah. a blip. Right. It's a blink of an eye. And you're like,
0: dude. Oh my God. That's a good one. That's a good find there. Whoever, whoever the got times that. And- we f-
1: watch it and fast
2: forward and rewind it, trying to find it before we actually. Was able to freeze it in just the right spot. Like we t- heard about it. We're like, no, there's nothing there. And then we watched it maybe half a dozen times. And then he finally was able to freeze it in just the right yep. frame.
1: Yeah, because he did too. Like <laughs> Star, the guy that does Star Wars Theory, he's like, he does great, great videos. They're good recaps. Like if you want yeah. to touch on stuff okay. that we don't hear, yeah. But um, we 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 touch. We do the um, not the not the poor man's take. We do we,
0: we do person. the casual. We're the yeah. Star Wars. We're lay people.
1: Lay people, and that's cool. Like that's why I'm glad that you you were cool enough to have I me mean, invite shelaine on board because we, we we watch all the theory videos and yeah. uh, and then we kind of like develop our own opinions because no one's wrong on a theory. Nope. It hasn't yeah. been released. They've been they've kept it on the hush. Everything. Um.
2: And I always watch several of them because there's always one thing in each video that the other videos didn't notice or touch on. And I'm like, huh. So I pretty much take everyone else's opinions and kind of pick apart the little pieces that I didn't know and kind of.
1: I I have a question actually too, since for you, Matthew, since you have a, I, one thing that kept coming up on our research is some people are butting heads on has viewership dropped on the season two, which I don't agree with. Um, if as if people are waiting to binge the whole thing when season when episode eight finally drops, um, I kind of want to know what your take is on do you feel that viewership dro- has dropped on Mandalorian, or how strong do you think it is as a whole for like casual viewers and
0: diehards? What do you think? It would all be, yeah, so it would all just be guesses on my part. Um, my guess is it's probably pretty strong. Um, viewership is pretty strong. I would guess it's probably stronger than last year. Um, because now there's word of mouth out there. And I think, I think a lot of people put their stamp on it, not just, and we've talked about this uh, quite a bit on the podcast already. It's not just star Wars fans putting a stamp on Mandalorian. It's people who are, who say, I never liked star Wars, but I like this Mandalorian thing. So I think it's probably up there with you know how stranger things maybe sucked people onto Netflix because it was just, it was such a a, engaging and fun series that, you know, people were just like, yeah, I'm going to go check it out. And I think each season had a greater viewership, but ultimately only Disney plus knows that. I mean, everyone else is just speculating on how how many people I think here's what I think. I think like everything with Disney, I, when they, release Disney plus I would imagine a lot of people didn't sign up and then once people wanted to start watching things and started calculating how much it would cost them through either renting through whatever Google Play or Amazon or Apple <laughs> and then and then looked over at Disney plus and then back it rent and probably a lot of people did exactly what I did where I said I want my kids to see the entire Star Wars catalog and then I started looking at rental costs. And I go, wait a minute. I could have over a year of Disney Plus. Forget about buying. I mean, buying, it would have been through the roof, right? That would have been like 10 years of Disney Plus. But yeah. just oh my rent. God. So um, I don't, you know, that's that's a good one. I don't know. I I'm just gonna say my guess is that viewership is up. I don't know why a person would say it's down. I don't know what evidence they have that it's down.
1: I don't either. Uh, Some guy uh, that makes videos named, oh, I'm just fooling. I'm a big old name dropper. Um, Overlord DVD. We started watching him because he has these theories. We watched a video about him talking about Pedro Pascal and how he wasn't getting along with people on the set and how that rumor started to come to fruition. So I feel like you earned credibility with us just in one night of watching him. Okay, and immediately lost that credibility talking about viewership is down to only six, only thirty thousand people watched it, uh, uh when it debuted Mandalorian, and then you pull up the the numbers, over a million people tuned in to watch it over the first weekend. So I don't know where he's getting his info, but the Pedro Pascal stuff he elaborated on a way where I thought, man, like. You are seeing it like the jeans guy is what made me think about, are they getting this sloppy? Are they trying to rush through production because they want to try to get Pedro Pascal like, Hey dude, like, let's just get this crap filmed. Yeah. Let's get through you because you're already causing problems on set he got kicked off one of the shoots like oh. he's been he's been a problem case apparently he was during game of thrones he is for this <laughs> he's mad that gina carano is a standout star and and for lack of words a puppet's a standout star yeah but bo- that bo katan got to take the mask off because he's like i want to take the mask off and finds out that holy- apparently it
2: wasn't in the contract that any of the mandalorian characters were going to be unmasked during production or in the the series and then as it progressed into season two they find out that several mandalorian characters were going to be maskless or helmetless and that he wasn't he wasn't supposed to and decided that he should be getting more face time and that they he felt like disney or whoever in affiliation was in breach of contract and then he kind of started throwing a little bit of a hissy fit about it (laughs)
1: I'm like, look, Pedro, we're all tired of masks, okay?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what's interesting? And I'll just um do one more callback to Game of Thrones. Of all the seasons, like there was a lot of troubling episodes in Game of Thrones, but the one that actually made it hard for me to sleep was the one where Pedro his demise. Yeah, because he's
2: like a that? that too.
0: It troubled if we're me. not
2: we don't watch we haven't watched much of Game of Thrones. I just am real okay. familiar with like the oh okay then I bundles and things like that. So
1: well you can tell us because the odds that we watch it are really low. Okay, yeah. We're he gets his,
0: he um there's this character called the mountain who's like this huge knight and they do one on one battle. And this guy, um, the guy that Pedro played, who actually was a really like every I was really rooting for this character. Um He gets his eyeballs gouged out to the back of his skull and they just show it. It's like, and, and I was watching that and going like, Oh, Oh, and then I went to, I went to bed and I was like, I hadn't been troubled by something I saw on television since probably, you know, like middle school, but that was just something like, I couldn't get it out of my head. It's like, ah, terrible.
1: Holy crap.
2: Yeah, like he's just getting the shaft left and right.
1: Yeah, he
0: is. He really
1: is. (laughs) We have Shillane and I have this weird thing about like if people keep talking about how cool something is, minus Mandalorian. This is our exception to viewing. When people keep talking about something. We don't. We're turned off by it. Like, yeah. Oh, you should see <laughs> the, the wire. Times. Yeah, the, you should see the wire. Nope. You should see Breaking. But nope. Like none of it. Like we watched Dexter, and we were disappointed by the end of that. Like the Mandalorian is the one thing, and she watched Stranger Things. I don't even watch it because I just got. I, I hear it's good, but I get tired of people cramming shows. I'm like, I don't. Well, eight episodes. This is all I have time he's for. He's not as
2: big on the character development, which is probably yeah. why he's not as much into 80s movies. Yes. Yeah, That. focus more on that. It's hard to hold his attention.
0: Generally speaking, I think that's a very healthy way. Don't get into the herd mindset. Because like I said, had, had, I, never, had I not got into, I would say the first two seasons of Game of Thrones <laughs> or whatever, whenever Red Wedding happened, I, um, uh, I, I, I probably wouldn't have, uh, I, I wouldn't have stuck with it. It was just too much. And every season, just the tragedy and the, the heartbreak just gets worse and worse. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's hope that's not the way with Ma- Mandalorian let's fingers crossed. It's a worthy, worthy mm. thing. So, um, let's do this. Um, Shalane for, uh, the, what, the questions we like to end with our guests are um, favorite. What is your, fa- what is your, um, both your favorite Star Wars, either series, movie, um, whatever. And then what is your least favorite? So one of each.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. Um,
0: no judgment. This is a safe I zone. really
2: given it that much thought despite really really liking the mandalorian the original trilogy yeah because it's the first exposure the first experience i had with star wars is probably gonna always be my favorite
1: which of the three movies
2: uh even harder to pick um probably new hope because it's Ah. uh, the very beginning before you have all the backstory before you have all the conflict it's where you're yeah you feel like you're 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 in it right alongside Luke Skywalker, and he's, you know, it's a harrowing journey. And whereas everything else kind of feels like, well, it is continuation because that's how sequels work. Yeah. But um, and I think my least favorite, oh, <laughs> probably Episode Three. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah, yeah Despite you know like the characters like Darth Maul and stuff being in it, it's just it's just too much. It's and, and the prequels all have Jar Jar Binks, and he's
1: probably my one of my least favorite. Yeah. Characters.
0: Oh, he's hard. Yeah, it's hard to like that guy. I
1: know it's her question, but because we share a brain, I she I think she's afraid to. She's such a sweetheart. She doesn't want to say. They made Anakin so bitch made. Oh yeah. The sad like we we
0: watch Oh. It. I we all three of us share brain. <laughs> all three of us because I say I I used to say this I used to say episode two of Star Wars. Wasn't just the worst Star Wars movie. It was the worst movie ever made. And I say that because of the way Anakin, the guy who was playing Anakin, is just every scene, he was a crybaby. Every scene. And then in- He was
2: so emo through the whole thing. So emo. Like,
0: That's the word. He he's, was an he's so emo,
2: as they called him. And it was just, it's really hard to stomach. Oh. Washing. I just wanted to-
0: It's to the point where when he's burning in the lava, you're like, finally. Like now this is something to <laughs> complain about, right? Like you don't complain about all these other problems. You're being burned by lava. Okay, now we accept a little uh, whining on your and part.
2: And trying to tell him like, dude, don't try it. This isn't going to work out well for you. Yeah. And you get um, flashbacks of like, your mom telling you don't jump off the back of the couch because you're going to hurt yourself yeah, and yeah. i don't want to hear you cry right. and then you do it anyway and of course you're bawling you crack your head on the floor yeah and see that's what happens when you do that well you have that kind of moment with anakin where you're like he tried to tell you yeah 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 <laughs> twerp those <laughs> ones i tried to tell you
0: those ones were definitely um hard it's to stomach stumble. but i I went back and re-watched those three. I, so with the kids, since I've watched all the movies now, I am I still think it's terrible what they did with his character in two and three. Uh, but for me, really, even two, like he's whining. But I think maybe the last nine for me might be my least favorite, right? Right now, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it goes, goes back and forth. That two and three was hard for me. I mean... Here's how hard it was. Okay, actually, uh, just to be completely transparent, um, I had watched one and two in the movie theaters um, back in 99 and 2001 or whatever they were released. I never watched three. I said two was so bad as a Star Wars fan, I refused to watch three, but I went back and watched it because I was bringing my kids into the Star Wars. I don't
1: think I did either.
0: Yeah, and so that's when I finally watched it. They're going to redeem
2: themselves with this movie.
0: That's right. So I didn't watch it until this year with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, (laughs) that's that's how bad those were for me. And Jar Jar Binks was a huge... um,
2: And how despicable was it, Anakin, getting rid of all the younglings? That's probably... part where i'm just like really bro (laughs) really that's i know darth vader turns into this like massive prick of a character like later on but this is how he begins yeah in that path and i'm like that that's that's really gross (laughs) what (laughs) it does is it
1: takes away from return of the jedi when he throws palpatine down the shoe when you know now you go Dude, that barely makes up for it You killed all these good people And you kill one a-hole Like you didn't make up for it We thought he did And then the trilogies just undid it all Yeah Same for, that's why episode 9 sucks Because you're like, these have been cool And you're like, oh, it ends on that? Yeah Well, crap, you're like, man Everything you're doing is ruining the original work
0: Yep, I think so I think so Well, guys, I think we did a really good in-depth dive here of chapter 12, The Siege. Like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I love, actually from opening scene to last scene, this was just a a really awesome um, show for me. I liked starting off with Yoda, trying to fix things, um, and then on through the speeder bike chase, the infiltration, or I guess the infiltration, the speeder bike chase, and then down to the last scene, we're seeing what the next <laughs> big, you know, adversary is. So, yeah, this was an this for me. It was a hope a pretty good episode. I I really enjoyed it.
2: And I know um, we were all looking forward to whenever that speeder bike chase was going to take place because they showed it in the trailer yeah. for season two, and we're like, when does that happen? Right. And it, it seemed like we were all kind of just waiting. We're like, okay, we need something that reminds us a little more of yeah backstory. We need something a little a little nostalgic. Something it looks there.
0: like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Nostalgic. There you go.
2: And it definitely was. That's it. I wasn't disappointed.
0: Nope. Cool. All right. So we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh Thank you everyone for listening. It's been another fun show. Uh And definitely join us next week for. Yeah, thank
1: you guys for doing the giveaway yeah, again. Yeah. And thank you for having Shalane. Like, yeah. This, this is to great have Here. And shout out, shout out, this one goes out to my man, Jeans Guy.
0: (laughs) Jeans Guy.